1 Samuel 20, 1 to 17. Then David fled from Nioth in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is my guilt? What is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? And he said to him, Far from it, you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, without disclosing it to me. And why should my father hide this from me? It is not so. But David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he thinks, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit at table with the king. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field till the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me to run to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the clan. And if he says, Good, it will be well with your servant. But if he is angry, then you know that harm is determined by him. Therefore, deal kindly with your servant. For you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. But if there is guilt in me, kill me yourself. For why should you bring me to your father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from you. If I knew that it was determined by my father that harm should come to you, would I not tell you? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you roughly? And Jonathan said to David, Come, let us go out into the field. So they both went out into the field. Jonathan said to David, The Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow on the third day, behold, if he is well disposed toward David, shall I not then send and disclose it to you? But should it please my father to do you harm, the Lord do so to Jonathan, and more also if I do not disclose it to you, and send you away that you may go in safety. May the Lord be with you, as he has been with my father. If I am still alive, show me the steadfast love of the Lord, that I may not die. And do not cut off your servant, or do not cut off your steadfast love from my house forever, when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. And Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A powerful passage. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Um, just a great picture of brotherhood um, and friendship. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously some very rich kind of theological things going on here too and big things in the story. Um one of the key ideas I think we see in this whole section is this picture of covenant, mm. covenantal love. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in particular, you know, you, you hear some things like, uh, you know, the Lord do so to Jonathan and more if I do not disclose it to you. You know, so there's, there's this thing with covenants where like, uh, if you if you don't keep the covenant, yeah. then the 
curse of the covenant falls on you. Yeah. Um, and and God actually did something like this with Abraham when he when he uh, did this display where there's these animals and they were all cut in half and he put this pot of fire to go through it. And basically he was saying like, if I don't keep my promise to you, I'll be like these animals. Yeah. I'll take the weight of this yeah. uh, failure to yeah. keep the covenant. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we see so much about that and I'd love to talk more about that, but any other things that stand out to you or you want to talk more about that? Yeah. I think it's really easy to read this passage and sort of like a, with a imagining a very cool, calm demeanor and sort mm-hmm. of between David and Jonathan where David's like, Hey, like your dad's trying to kill me. And Jonathan's like, nah, dude. <laughs> and David's like, yeah. And Jonathan's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, if he is, then May the Lord cut off David's enemies, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of easy, you know. I, I, f- I feel pretty confident that all of us, like upon first reading or listening to this passage being read, that was sort of like this wasn't like a very, very emotionally charged, intense moment that mm-hmm. we were like experiencing. Yeah. But just looking at this, you know, it it makes me think like Jonathan is is pledging his allegiance to God's anointed and to Mm -hmm. David to the extent that if his own father is opposing Mm -hmm. David, he, he like would rather him be cut off Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, David be in his rightful place and and David receive justice like that. That's hard, you Mm -hmm. know, And, and Jonathan doesn't really know what, you know what Saul is is up to and he clearly at the beginning thinks that you know Saul is like not at all after David right now and so I, I do just think there is like a tremendous amount of of faithfulness and pain mm-hmm. in Jonathan's words here mm-hmm. that even if he's completely wrong about his own father who he loves and even if you know, he, he's just like totally missed the mark. And, and Saul is an enemy of David. Mm-hmm. Like he, he says, you know, may, may the Lord cut off David's enemies. May the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. And that, that is no small thing, you know? And I, I think that's just worth admiring and taking in. And, you know, then, Another note that, you know, just to go along with this theme we've been following for the past couple of days uh, of submission, you know, David is constantly referring to himself as Jonathan's servant, like mm-hmm. let your servant be, you know, whatever. And, you know, I, I just think like this is the disposition of like they're, they're just being painstakingly humble before one another and yeah, creating this covenant mm-hmm. that they're swearing by to protect one another. And Jonathan, you know, is so confident that David is the Lord's anointed and mm-hmm. will be enthroned and receive power that he, you know, he, he pleads for David to protect his own house and his own line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is, is also like so, so powerful. And then, you know, we're, we're not going to get to this, but in Second Samuel, the story of Mephibosheth. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, David is faithful to that promise a mm-hmm. long, long time from now when yeah. Jonathan's dead. Mm-hmm. And it, it is just a, 
there there's so much to like i wish i we could just like sit in for a long time about mm -hmm. you know faithfulness and, and you know not just like being a loyal friend but faithful to like con being confident in the lord's yeah. good word mm -hmm. so yeah what yeah. else did you see yeah i mean i think that's that is like the heart of all of this mm -hmm. is the um yeah again recognizing that this is all in the context of like god has anointed david um as the next king totally. and so there's this there's this underlying recognition of god's kingdom that is at kind of at stake here and and that has informed their relationship and informed their promises mm -hmm. um to each other yeah and sustains their promises um dave is not perfect we know this yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but it is like an amazing thing to see a reflection of just like God, you know, God, he, he keeps his promises for his glory. Mm -hmm. Um, he, because it's kind of through the keeping of his promise that he reveals the nature of himself, how, yeah. how steadfast he is, how truly loving he is. How do we know that? Yeah. yeah we can say that. How do we know it? We can point to promises that he mm -hmm. kept. Um, and so we see a glimpse of that in this relationship in the life of David as he yeah. fulfills this promise. Yeah. Um, and underlying that though, is this recognition of God and God's kingdom and God's glory, just like God. Yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's such a powerful thing. I, I certainly think that you can in, in some ways kind of draw some parallels to our relationships with each other. And mm -hmm. I think like a, a simple way to think of it is just like, you know, image God in your friendships yeah, <laughs> um, in, in a similar kind of way. You know, this is a big, part of the story but in a, in a very practical way um that can be applied i would i would hope that steadfast love and kind of this covenantal like promise uh marks our relationships yeah. because it glorifies god because it it shows us what he's like yeah. and how he relates to us mm. um, and so as god's people we certainly should be like that with each other and it's a it's a way of living that is also markedly different from yeah. the world around us and, and I think Jonathan is a great model here too for us of um, submission and allegiance to Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of Christ teaching, like if anyone does not love or if anyone loves their father or mother more than me, he's mm -hmm. not worthy of me. Yeah, It's yeah. a heavy word. Mm -hmm. I thought that same passage actually, like who's my brother? Who's my sister? Yeah. The one who does the will of God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just thinking like here, Jonathan is not betraying Saul, but he mm -hmm. is saying like, David, you have my like ultimate allegiance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like he he's hoping that David's wrong. Right. Yeah. But it, he he's ultimately, you know, going to elevate his allegiance to, to David above to his own father. And that that's just such a a you know, it points forward to this idea of how, how does allegiance to God's true anointed in David or sorry, in Jesus, <laughs> how, how does our allegiance to Christ relate to our, you know, earthly relationships? And it's that, you know, we, we love those around us. We love our families, but mm -hmm. ultimately the, there can be no competing love mm -hmm. to, you know, the, our allegiance to Christ mm -hmm. and that that shapes everything else in our life. Hmm. That's a good word. And uh, 
Yeah, let's go out with that, with just meditating on that love. Um, just like it says, and Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. And we know that that's what Jesus has done for us. Um, well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.